0: It's the last Learning Geeks podcast of 2020, and if you're anything like us, you are probably happy to see 2020 go. But we're going to look at it from a glass half full perspective. We know you've learned a lot this year. We have learned a lot, and we're going to talk about what we've learned on the next Learning Geeks podcast, which starts right now. (laughs) Welcome back! <laughs> hey there. Happy end of the year and, then the, uh, and end of the yeah.
1: week too. We're recording this on a Friday, and it's great.
0: We are. <laughs> it, you know, it's like things this year are just kind of slowing down. Slowing mm-hmm. down. Uh, Jake, I was telling Dana earlier. Um, This last Monday was my birthday. I took the day off. uh, Went to Disneyland to pay my respects to Walt, which is nice. Um, Fully masked up, fully socially distant. It was safe. Um, But Tuesday I got back and it was like, how dare you take a day off? (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds of emails booked 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. And ever since that, I feel like things have just kind of been sliding down to a halt. I was going to work Monday and Tuesday of next week. I'm kind of like, mm. I think I might just take Monday and Tuesday off. We'll see.
2: It's pretty. It's pretty press. We actually are. We're given two full weeks off, um, at Very least nice. in the in the Americas. I don't know if it was uh, firm wide, but it's kind of nice. It's it's weird having everyone off next week and then yeah. the following. And uh, while my kids are still going to school, which is.
1: Oh, I don't know, oh so, you're going to yeah, be able yeah. to binge watch something.
2: Yeah, I get to watch maybe some more Mandalorian, which we'll talk about eventually, and uh, catch up on Clone
0: Wars, because I'm still plowing through that one. Beautiful. Well, the fun, the fun never ends, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, hey, let's dive into it. Um, so like I said in our little teaser, we've learned a lot in 2020. I think we all kind of have a little bit of a list. So Dana, you want to start and share with... Some of your big ahas?
1: Yeah, I'm glad to. I, th- I listen to a podcast, some of you do, to uh, the how I built this. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that uh, that the uh, podcaster has shifted to is interviewing people about the topic of resilience. And uh, I was listening to a different podcast and I heard a phrase that I thought was interesting and it caused me to reflect on this idea of resilience. The phrase was, the presence of a storm does not mean the absence of God. Hmm. And as I thought about that, I thought about our family. And I know our family is not unique in having had some interesting challenges and and letdowns and disappointments over the year. But I also think about how we've been able to bounce back. So let me just give you a few examples. Yeah. Um, McKinsey, she, her college graduation ceremonies were just canceled. Right? <laughs> Yeah, and, we have one of those too, yeah. And Rebecca was going to go over to Ghana for a medical internship. Well, that was canceled. And, uh, and then she had a summer there where she wasn't sure what she was going to do. And Kristen and Sheldon, you know, they had tremendous uncertainty around the conditions for their baby to be born, right? And then in the middle of all of this stuff, Julie and I decided to move and she carried almost the th- sole burden of packing our the house we'd been in for 30 years, and of course, uh, you know, we weren't, we were impacted by COVID. Rebecca actually had COVID and was quarantined, but she still had papers to write and tests to take. And I mean, so all of those things are, you know, those are the challenges and obstacles. And I, again, I recognize a lot of people had things that were even more challenging than that. But our family was resilient with the whole thing and and we just forged ahead through COVID and will continue to do. So for example, You know, in in May, we welcomed little baby Chloe into our family. She was happy, healthy, a bundle of joy. Uh, All of the concerns that we had around the hospital conditions uh, faded away. Um, Mackenzie and and, uh, her fiancé, Ethan, got married. uh, And Mackenzie graduated from BYU. There wasn't fanfare, but she graduated and she got a great job. Uh, Julie and I were miraculously sent a buyer for our home in (coughs) Illinois. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you guys know that story. Yeah, yeah it really amazing. is. It's an amazing story. Um, And then, you know, even though Rebecca was disappointed that her international medical internship was canceled, she said, you know what, I'm going to use this time. And she got her CNA. And she did that while she was continuing to grow her skills by finishing another semester at school. And, you know, then our home closing, it went well. Right, I mean, it was seamless, and now the fifteen hundred mile gap between Chicago and Utah, where our family is, has been closed, and we get to see our family quite often. So, to me, uh, things happen, bad things happen, and challenges come. But just because the there's a presence of the storm, it doesn't mean the absence of God, and we just feel that a lot of these things were were blessings to us, and uh, and and we're grateful for that. So. You know, that's the one thing that um, I, I learned was a lot about resilience. Another thing that's related to little baby Chloe is because of what I do, I got curious about the baby's brain, right? <laughs> and so i I learned I learned about how to the chagrin of her mother, right? I know, right? So, Dad, yeah, stop putting put on it around? this EEG cap and just kind of <laughs> yeah. monitor the baby's brain. No, I didn't do that. Uh, but but babies are wired to learn, it. we all are. But for example, here, here's just some interesting facts: neural growth in the womb reaches a state of 250,000 neurons per minute. Oh my god. Think about that. Wow. Jeez. Yikes, per minute. And the brain is built in bits and pieces. First, the visual system arrives, quickly followed by the other senses. And then here's some interesting milestones. By 20 weeks, the auditory system is fully functional and able to detect variations in loudness and pitch and duration of sound. So you can start to recognize mom's voice, dad's voice, those types of things. By 28 weeks, um, eyes open and blink. By 30 weeks, babies actually start to smell through nostrils that are filled with ambiotic fluid. Uh, And then once we're born, you know, our brains are these superb processors. They continue to take in all sorts of things, sight, sound, smells. They grab, they pull, they taste. I mean, I'm watching baby Chloe do all of these things, right? And they start to look for patterns and they begin to form these mental models, which begins, you know, the whole idea of how we learn and and uh, the foundation of things. So it really is, you know, babies are learning machines and it's just really interesting to observe. So w- one last thing, the first year of life is an explosion of neural connections forming more than a million new connections between neurons per minute at birth. Wow. And by by six months... <laughs> it's up to 2 million connections per minute. Wow. Right? So, I mean, you start thinking yeah. of some of those numbers. And then, you know, we talk about the, the trillions of connections that we have. That starts when you're just a just a baby. So anyway, I found that all of that stuff just fascinating uh, as a foundation for, you know, we talk about being lifelong learners. Wow, it starts early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are just a couple, a couple of the reflections I've had for
0: the year. Thank you for coming to day- this TED Talk. I could totally see you at a red circle giving that one man that would be great it's just phenomenal
1: phenomenal information it is it's
0: amazing it's amazing I I will also back you up on the kudos to uh, Mrs. Julie Cock I mean she's amazing for everything she did we uh, we all know that you married we all married up
1: Oh, I married so up (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's a heck of a year though that's a it lot really of things is. happening this year.
1: It is. Yep.
2: All right. So you want me to go next? Please do. Go next. Yeah. All right. So I had, I had a couple of things. I wrote down a couple of things. Um, my first one, I, I was trying to think of something work related first. And I, I wrote down adaptability and more specifically around learning equity. Um, and I, I credit hmm. this, a lot of this to Susie Robertson, who's on a colleague of mine. And We've been doing some research and, and talking with folks in K-12, through 12, higher ed, and corporate. And one of the things that I personally have tried to do as a designer is really be more human-centered. While we're doing this research, I realized that I have way more work to do. And I think a lot of us do in this case. So when I when I step back and look at learning equity, a, a lot of us, of course, this year have heard about racial Equities and inequities. What this pandemic has actually exposed is the learning equity across the board. So we've we've uncovered a lot within K through twelve. We have the, the idea that we could create virtual learning and remote learning that's available to all and people can access it. The reality is is not everybody has the same situation, nor let's say the same bandwidth, nor the same environment, or Let's say maybe they are struggling, but they don't know how to actually communicate it well, or we can't see those that are communicating. So there's inequities that are occurring. And that actually happens all the way up through us as adults. And so why this is important for me, I had the aha moment of as much as I say that I am human-centered, I try to design human-centered in a human-centered way, I'm actually trying to be more equal and put out the let's say the landscape of learning, I think it's going to be applicable to all, but the reality is, is I'm not going deep enough. So that is my focus this year or coming, coming into next year, as well as just the aha moment of what I've learned. And through this research, I'm realizing what I can be doing and I'm already starting to apply it on some of our uh, our, our big projects that we currently have running right now. So anyway, that that's a big thing um, it, around adaptability and learning equity. My second one is that, I think this year, given all of the the challenges across the board, but one thing that has happened is that we've been able as a family to be really close and I haven't traveled as much. I usually typically traveled uh, once a month for about a week or so, Um, but I work from home other than that. So I was very used to working from home. But the thing is I realized that when I came home, I wasn't necessarily present and Mainly because I, I still felt like I needed to detach from sitting in the airport, blah, 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 you know, all the things. And then I realized that being home with my family more, I had this massive appreciation for being present and, you know, stepping back and reflecting more, um, thinking about ways to manage stress. So I feel that all this, this this whole notion of being present and being with my family has helped me think about ways ways to do that more. Plus a lot of it, like I said, a lot of reflection amplified that. Uh, a lot of my amplification practices, figuring out how to reframe things so it doesn't seem so negative. I I have a very unpopular opinion. I, I, of course, regardless, I know this year has been uh, tremendously uh, uh, horrible for many families and, and folks that have lost others and sick. Um, but what I've been trying to do is reframe this year as a very positive year and think about... All the good things that have come out of it. Um, it, whether or not innovations, whether or not these things about being more mindful, but it has helped me rethink of positive this year and, and, and what we've learned from it. And then my favorite thing this year was actually through a book. I read Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull, um, who is the former co-founder from uh, Pixar. Fabulous book. I don't know yeah. why I never stumbled on it ever before because I think it came out in 2014, 15, but it really was a fantastic book. And it really kind of made me think of where I personally want to be heading more towards. And that's more towards this creative, like a creative leader, creative leadership. And it was a perfect timing for me as I was starting up in R&I Learning Lab within the firm. And it just seemed like the right time, right place. And hit all of those buttons. So I feel like ever since I've read that, I think in the summer has been constant pulling things from that book and figuring out how can I apply it. Um, but anyway, great. It was a fantastic That's book. Okay. You guys said, sounds like you read it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and there's a, there's a, I think it's on Disney plus there's a show that, that uh, mimics the same, a lot of the same content. That's really good. I didn't know that.
2: What's it, it called? May, it
1: may not be on Disney Plus, but I, I remember seeing it. Uh, maybe it was on Prime. I'll have to see if I can find the title of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it included, it, it had all sorts of interviews with Steve Jobs and with Ed
0: and and John Lasseter and others. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've seen that. It, it's funny because my, my son Harrison just kind of stumbled upon the Imagineering story on Disney Plus. I oh, think yeah. you guys oh, have yeah. watched that. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah it's great. It's great one. I just finished rewatching that with him. And uh, I went right from that into the movie Waking Sleeping Beauty, which is on Disney Plus as well. It's a documentary another documentary show. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, kind of the renaissance of Disney animation in the 80s. So, well, that's I'll, dig, I'll been, dig up the yeah. title
1: and share it with you guys. That'd be cool. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That'd be super cool. And then,
0: and then, my
2: last, last bit, um, I had to bring it back to something either Star Wars or uh, Harry <laughs> Potter in my mind. But one of the quotes that constantly has been in my mind all year. Is actually from Dumbledore, and remember to turn on the light. I mean, that's his ending quote, but he talks about mm. darkness, and it's important to remember to turn back on the light, and that's where you kind of find the hope and the positive. So linking back to what I, I found about my practice of being more present and thinking about positivity and all that, but that really has been my quote all all year, and figuring out ways to reframe it, and hopefully, I, I still think will be a principle going into the, the rest of the year.
0: Yeah,
1: those are great insights. I love
0: it. Love
1: it. I want well, to hear I'll from dive, Mr. Bob.
0: Yeah, I'll dive in. And, you know, a, a lot of what I have to say parallels what you guys have to say. So I, I kind of have three pithy statements to share. Um, the first one that I realized this year is I really, really miss getting together live, but it works if we don't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I typically in a quote unquote typical year will get out on a business trip about once a month or so. You know, and and usually it's to come to Chicago or New York, and you know, often to see one of you guys. Um, but that's usually a really good cadence for me is to get out about once a month and do some sort of a meeting or a learning event or things like that. And obviously, you know, it's been close to a year since I've hopped on an airplane for work. Um, I do really miss that. I miss getting together live. Uh, I can't wait till we can do that again, but if there's anything that this year has taught us, it's that it still works even if we don't get together live, which is something mm-hmm. that we have been trying to prove out to the business for for years and years and years right? Mm-hmm. right um you know, I've been working out of my house for the last five years, and I'm like this this works, this works just fine. um, I still feel connected to people when we are on calls. And if everybody just turns on their camera, I know I feel that sense of connection. That's probably the biggest victory I feel like we've gotten out of the whole quarantine is most people are turning on their cameras all the time now. Right, uh, exactly. Which it was a really, struggle. Right. And
1: really if they don't, me... they profusely apologize because they're in their sweatsuit or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or walking. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've
0: always like, wait, there are actually people who, you know, shower and get dressed before work. (laughs) You know, whatever. But um, but it does work if we don't. And especially in the in the learning field. Right. Like we have made such uh, leaps and bounds in terms of of distance learning. Um, I know that it's a struggle for the kids um, out in in community schools and everything like that. But in corporate learning. Like we've really brought it together and make it work. And we have seen people being willing to learn virtually who weren't willing to learn virtually before and even have an appetite for it. So I think that really well, bodes I, well for our future.
1: I've heard our friend Elliot Mazey say that the, the COVID has actually advanced that um, our use of virtual by five years. Uh, just because it's overcome stakeholder mindsets, it's overcome some technology blockades. It's, it's, people have advanced
0: five years compared to where we would be. Super exciting. So now I feel like, you know, when I pitch some of my crazier ideas around what virtual learning might look like, where it would fall on deaf ears before people are very interested. So that's super exciting. Um, the other thing that I have learned is the perspective from the other side of the table, and, and this is this is new for me. So, just as of a couple of weeks ago, I've been in role for for about uh, two and a half weeks now. Uh, I have another job, which is I'm the learning lead for uh, for one of our businesses, for our Industry X business at Accenture. And Industry X, what's Industry X? It's essentially robots. It's like using robots <laughs> to make things. And the things that we make are robots. Uh, Of course, then that expands into a lot of things. If anybody heard me say it was just about robots, I would probably get a nasty letter and I probably will. But that's the way I grasp onto it. It's kind of about robots. It's cool. But, you know, but being on the other side, kind of being somebody who is a customer to the type of people, you know, that I usually are, are, they're my customer. Now I am one of them. And all of a sudden it's like, The things that I know as a learning innovator and a learning provider where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about the business results. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about, it's about performance. Um, But learning, like let's learn now, all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, at the end of the day, it really is about performance, right? So so now I've got both perspectives and just like in a couple of weeks, I feel like you've had that light bulb switch on where the things that you know in your head Mm -hmm. are now going to your heart because you actually have to live them. Right. And that whole, the whole thing of like, there's no better way to know that you've learned something than to turn around and have to teach it. Right. That's kind of how I feel around this. So, so that's good. And that I think bodes well for, for me and for us going into the year. And the last thing on my list, Jake, this, this really also gets close to your Dumbledore quote, but it's, it's the idea that good always triumphs Mm -hmm. gold, good, ultimately triumphs. And Um, I don't want to get political, but I think that's all I really needed to say. But there's an aspect of that there. Um, But I'm not just talking about that. I'm also talking about the idea that good work ultimately triumphs. So, you know, in, in my history, there have been times where I feel like we've done good work. We've come up with a really good, exciting idea, and there's some obstacle that gets in the way, and it gets very frustrating. And sometimes you want to give up on it because you just don't want to have to deal with the resistance. But at the end of the day, the good work always triumphs, mm-hmm. and it good work always wins out. And so I, I've seen that both in my personal work. I've seen that in um, you know in in my son who who was, my oldest son was uh, partially inspired by the video game made by a company to create what was his senior thesis in his art degree. And then wound up getting a job for that company. And now is is creating the work that inspired him to get into the field that he was in, which just blows my mind. Um, it, it's all of that type of stuff. Uh, it, it's also the fact that I think we saw at the end of the Mandalorian season three that good ultimately triumphs. Oh, was that a spoiler? No, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) But it is a segue because, uh, you know, Jake and I, um, (laughs) Jake and I were texting this morning and being like, I think we really need to talk about the Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mandalorian. And so, Um, And and
1: that, and that just for context is because today is the day that the final episode of season two landed. That's right. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. So, you know, at, at first when we were planning out this podcast, I was like, oh, I'm sure that we'll mention the fact that it ended like, no, this was big. We need to do a full on after show. So, so that's what we're going to do right now. So we're going to, in just a moment, we're going to hop into the. Star Wars Learning Geeks uh, studio and do our Mandalorian uh, after show. And you'll be able to listen to that if you're part of our audience who enjoys that aspect of our wit and witticisms. Um, But before we do that, I just want to say thanks, you guys. Uh, Thanks for it's crazy. It's like for in many ways, it's the worst year that we've ever had in our entire lives. But in many ways, it's the best year. There's been so many good things that have come despite the bad things and uh i i appreciate you guys and appreciate yeah. this show and our listenership and i'm just like so ready for 2021 yeah <laughs> and it's the
1: same same to you both you guys You're, i really value your friendship and appreciate the year we've spent together and look forward to uh, more podcasts
0: next year I can't say anything more than that.
2: I appreciate okay. you both. Okay, <laughs> see ya.
0: Right on. We'll try not to get too sappy at the end. So maybe Jake so you could put some some good, you know, nostalgic music on in the back of this. Of <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: great. Well we'll, we'll, Bob, we'll goodbye twenty twenty.
0: Goodbye yes. twenty 2020. twenty. Hello twenty twenty one. You'll hear from us again in twenty twenty one. Uh, but if you're interested in talking Mando stick around for a few more minutes, otherwise happy holidays and we'll see you on the next episode of the learning geeks podcast. Thanks everyone.